Swanson to first. The Bruins are world champions. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a second Super Bowl title in franchise history. And Tom Brady doesn't pass the torch yet to Mahomes, does he? Welcome to Sports Snakes here on Ecstatic Radio. This is episode 41. I am Henry. And I'm Mr. Hodge. And uh, as we said, it's episode 41. We just uh, came off to UFC 269, uh, week 15 of the NFL. I believe that was week 15. And, of course, some uh, some NBA, but uh, some crazy stuff going on with some health issues going on with some of these athletes and people in the sports world. We'll get onto it in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, it was a, what a, a shocker at UFC 269 happened, mm-hmm. uh, the unthinkable. But uh, let's just start off the way we uh, always start off with. Hodge, take it away with some birthdays. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that sounded horrible. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that you could you could put like a robotic noise onto that or something. How, how about yeah, birthday? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, yeah. that sounds much more better. It sounds you more, do the Barry, do the Barry White one. Do the Barry White. Oh baby. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, and um, that that week was week fourteen. Week fourteen. Oh, okay, my. Yeah, okay, that was week, week fourteen. So we're going to week fifteen. Yeah. All right. All right. Celebrating good times on December 14th, we have DK Metcalf. Eh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Seahawks. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> Joining him is um, Lonnie Walker, uh, Ro- Robert Covington, Nicholas Patoon, a- Anthony Mason. Rest in peace, Anthony Mason. Uh, Craig Biggio. Biggio, one of my favorite players watching. Okay. Back when the back when the Astros were respectable. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bill Buckner, uh, Ryan McMahon, uh, Adam Frazier, and uh, Ian Kutaleba. 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 Okay. Yeah, UFC fighter. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Got tripped up right there. Happy birthday to those fellows. And speaking of UFC, we'll get right back real quick. And talk about UFC 269 as well as the last fight night of the year coming up this Saturday. Uh, we'll be right back. All right, UFC 269 was Las Vegas, the last pay-per-view of the year. And it was, uh, let's just go straight to the point right now. The biggest upset, and I believe in UFC history, and the bigger upset probably than uh, Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey thing, uh, Amanda Nunes lost, finally lost her women's phantom weight championship to who juliana pena who's that ryan uh yeah. the venezuelan vixen that's what they call her and uh man this is i mean uh we talked about this i, I know you, you weren't able to watch this pay-per-view shame on you shame on you hodge come on who i misses know pay-per-views? i know I who know. misses pay-per-views uh, can i get a slap on the wrist yeah man especially this one man i, I am yeah. so glad i didn't miss this one i wasn't drunk enough to watch this one <laughs> uh, <laughs> i i am pretty excited i watched this one but uh especially this part where, uh, I mean, the goat went down. I mean, you didn't think you didn't see this happening. I, I, she was obviously a heavy favorite throughout this uh, uh, 
coming up into this uh, into this fight. And Juliana Pena has been looking for this fight, of course, for a while now. And uh, the first thing that I thought, man, it was like, as I was watching this fight, man, Pena has some balls, man. She just, <laughs> she just went like, she was just going off on her to wait to go off on a man. And, and pretty much it was mostly a, a, a fist fight, you know, for the most part. They were just trading each other, jabs at each other. And to do that with Nunez, because obviously Nunez is a great all-around fighter, probably the best all-around fighter, women fighters in the UFC. Yeah. And for uh, for her to, uh, so, you know, and even in the first round, I mean, man and Nunez just look so, like, she just makes it look so easy. Uh, Phil and I were talking about it too. We were like, man, she just makes this look so easy. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's not obviously an easy sport, but uh, but yeah, it, it happened in the second round where uh, Henya was just she rocked Nunez, and then she just kept on going, and uh, both of these women kept on going, and uh, I, I think I mean it finished up as a submission rear naked choke, but uh, it wasn't that that finished her. I believe it was just. You know, she took her down, and then when she got behind her, it just looked like, okay, well, I, I mean, because I don't even think that that was locked in that well. And I guess my news was like, oh, all right, I think I'm, I'm beat up already. So tap, tap, tap. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, that's that was surprising. When it was happening, when she was when she was going down, you're like, no way, no way. And when she mm-hmm. tapped, I was like, what? Like, man, my reaction was like, obviously, I, I can't recreate my, my reaction right now. yeah. But I was just like, I couldn't believe what I just saw, and uh, man, that's that—that that was that was just nuts. Man, yeah, I went up. Um, uh, I was I was disappointed originally when I didn't when I couldn't watch the pay per view. I'm like really angry that I had to see it after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just went around on Instagram watching all my friends' stories, and everybody was just shocked. And I saw yeah. the arena reaction. Everybody. Everybody was just stunned. Um, and this is why a lot of people ask me, why do you why are you so humble? Why don't you talk trash back? They're like, this is why you, you know how much crap I was talking months prior. And then like last week I was talking about Juliana Pale was gonna get whooped on and all this yeah. and that. This is why yeah. I don't talk crap. It always slaps you right in the face, some way, <laughs> shape, or form. Right. Always, right. always, always. Yeah, yeah it, I, I'm glad I don't um, know Juliana Pena personally because she probably would have had me in the corner trying to beat me up for what I said. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, props to her. Like, um, she she did that. That's all I can say. She I, I did end up seeing pieces of the the last couple minutes. So she did that. So yeah, like I said, I mean, she rocked her, and then she just kept on going. I mean, the boss just get him face to face with Nunez and just. So, you know what? I ain't scared of you. And then nobody believed her. Obviously, only herself and her team believed in her. And uh, I mean, that, or she had that confidence. You know, you could tell she walked in there. And she's like, you know what? I got this. I mean, I ain't scared just because it's a man in Eunice, whatever. Uh, I'm going to go out there and do the best. But uh, she made it happen. And as far as the man in Eunice, I mean, people are asking, like, oh, what happened? What's up with her? And uh, it could have been like, several things. Uh, who knows? I mean, it could easily be like, well, Pena was just a better fighter that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I mean, I just feel also like Amanda was like, uh, she hasn't been rocked like that for a while, and yeah. she's probably not used to it. She's like, so she probably, I don't know, she probably doesn't remember how to react to that or how to defend herself from that because she was, never, mm-hmm. I mean, she was rocked like that a couple times by, by Cyborg, but uh, yeah, I mean, she probably was just like, because I mean, as soon as uh, 
Pena saw that she she rocked her, she just kept on going and going and going and going. And then there was a part where even Junior Pena lost her uh, mouthpiece, and she and and the, she didn't want the ref to to stop it for that. She was like, no, 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 I'm cool. I can keep going. I can keep because she knows that it's gonna give Amanda Nunes a breather, and she mm-hmm. didn't want that. So the ref just like threw it in her mouth. <laughs> She's like, and she was like, still, you know, just striking on her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that was. So she, that was pretty smart of her. She was like, "No, no, no! I don't want to take the break. Fuck it! I'm going to keep on going on her." Mm, yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. I've heard several people say that Amanda Nunez got a little cocky during the fight. Did you get that vibe from her? I, I think that's just how she is. I feel like that's just how she's always been. I mean, she knows she always knows what she's doing, and she's very confident in herself. I don't think she did like. I've seen cocky fighters. I mean, uh, one of the guys I can remember was Anderson Silva's uh, fights. The way he would just like completely try to play with his with his opponents, and uh, like Kevin Holland and stuff like that. I don't think Anna Nunes was much like that. She's just she was definitely confident in herself. I could say that, but uh, I don't know too much about uh, just about all that, you know. So, like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, it's just what is one is fair fight. Now. <laughs> Yeah. There's not much to say like that uh, about that. I mean, like I said, if she was, if Manny News was distracted, maybe. Uh, but uh, it's hard to pinpoint like what happened to her, really. Yeah, yeah. I will never. I, I'm just gonna try to be as neutral as I'm gonna give my opinion from this point forward. But I'm gonna try to be very neutral because <laughs> it just keeps happening. Like literally every time I talk somebody up, like, or I'm like, oh, you don't stand a chance. It slaps me in the face. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, nobody can blame me on this one. Like I said, like she was the heavy favorite in this one. I mean, by by like a, a, a mile or a football field worth of favorite, you know. Yeah, she was definitely a favorite. So I don't think anybody can blame you for that. Mm-hmm. But Amanda News is also a, is still a champion, you know. So she still has that featherweight championship, which I mean, you can still look at the rest of the division. I was like, ah, but I mean, still, I mean, she like, I mean, now you see she seems beatable. Obviously, I mean, before yeah. it was like. Oh, nobody can beat her. Nobody can beat her. Now she seems beatable, and you know she's most likely gonna uh, get a title, a rematch. Yeah. So I don't think she's she's not done by 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 far. You know, mm-hmm. maybe this could also like you know this humbles her, and she's like, okay, well, you know, it makes her hungrier again. Like, okay, well, get back on it. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, congratulations to Gianna, Juliana Pena. That's a yep. pretty impressive went for her so uh yeah. who knows who's gonna be, who's next in line there's also a lot of women out there but i mean like i said manu's could she wants to she could probably get a rematch if she wants mm-hmm. that'll be a good uh headlining rematch mm-hmm. but let's go on uh, now to the main event between uh for the lightweight championships between Poirier and Oliveira. Mm-hmm. and uh i mean uh, i think oh you talked about this um also during uh last week that saturday that i think i i caught this one yeah, you, yeah you I, remember, I remember I remember I did say Oliveira. Uh, I remember saying second or third round, but uh then I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I said third round. <laughs> <laughs> but uh this was also, I mean, the first round was probably one of the best rounds I've seen. I mean, both of these guys were going off on each other the first round, mm-hmm. and Poirier rocked Oliveira too a couple times. So you thought like, oh shit, Poirier's got this. And, and I think in this one, uh, people were actually putting Poirier as a favorite, which I was surprised about it. Because I mean, at, at least at least for them to be, I mean, for me, I, I like I said, I, I I was going for Oliveira, but I, I could see both these guys being so close, you know. Yeah. And um, but like I said, both these guys rock each other, went back and forth in the first round, with Poirier landing several good ones, and uh, so uh, I didn't see I didn't see this fight going five rounds because these guys yeah. were gonna get tired. Yeah. Uh, and then they came the second round where Oliveira 
got on top of Poirier and Poirier just kind of like, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to risk giving you my back. So he just stayed, he just kind of stayed there, you know, like, I don't want to give you my bad because I know if you give you my bad, you're going to, you know, you know, choke me out or fuck me up, you know? So yeah. he didn't give him his back. And uh, so he, he said pretty much what Poirier did is like, I'd rather lose this round and then give you my back and then lose the whole fight right now. So that's pretty much what he did. But at the same time, Oliveira was also giving, throwing some elbows in there, some vicious elbows. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of messing him up to beating him up down there. So uh, uh, it really looked good for Oliveira right there. And then so uh, Poirier was able to uh, survive that second round. And then the third round, uh, well, obviously, that's where it ended. But uh, same thing. Both of these guys were going at it. Uh, I believe Poirier rocked him a couple times on this round, too. But then Oliveira does this very smooth setup for that rear naked choke. And uh, he just went there. And he makes it look so easy. And that's true jiu-jitsu moves right there. And uh, just the way he did it. And then he jumped on his back. And then I believe everybody in the arena and everybody – at home, just knew, like, oh, shit, that's sick. That's sick. How can he get away from that? And sure enough, a couple seconds, a few seconds later, uh, Poirier was, uh, had to tap out. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, like even Oliveira, the, his first title defense, uh, which was a very impressive win. And, uh, man, it was, like, it was a good fight, too. Like I said, the first round was, man, you, it's hard to miss that one. That one was really good. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, congratulations to Oliveira. Keeps yep. his championship. Yep. Uh, Poirier had a good fight on him. And, uh, I mean, that division, as we know, is stacked. Yeah. I believe Gate just she could be next. And then we have uh, uh, Makachev. Uh, uh, Khabib's uh, cousin is also up there, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, who knows who's next? But, uh, yeah, this is, gonna, this is a tough division. And, uh, yeah, but uh, it's overall a good fight. A good main event. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I had Oliveira winning as well, but I, I said last week I had to go the distance. I gave Poirier more of a shot to, like, challenge him. Uh, um, and um, it turns out, yeah, uh, Charles Oliveira, he, he's dangerous. Yeah, I'm <laughs> scared of him, scary. man. I'm, uh, yeah, he don't even look like sca- like a scary guy, but, like, just when you, but until you see him fight, then <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I don't want to get it. Yeah. Like I said, he gets you on the mat or he goes gets your back. Oh, that's it. He could break your arm. He could break your leg. He could break anything he wants. Yeah. So I'm like, nope. I'd rather exactly. go in a fist fight with – I'd rather get into a fist fight with Poirier than to get in a jiu-jitsu fight against Oliveira. Right. <laughs> so, I don't see yeah. him dropping his title anytime soon. But it's this division, like you just said, like it's a stacked division. So, you never know. But big ups to Oliveira. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about the rest of the, the main card. We have uh, Jeff Neal defeating Santiago Ponzinibbio in welterweight to split decision. Also, a pretty decent fight. Like, this shows split division. So, a split decision. So, it was a back and forth fight. Uh, flyweight Sky Carroll France defeated Cody Garbrandt. Uh, that was a pretty big, uh, pretty, well, I thought it was an upset. Cody has been a, a veteran and he's been a, a, a championship fights and everything. And uh, he TK, uh, he TKO'd him in the first round, so uh, that was a pretty big uh, pretty big win for Kai Kara France. But then again, uh, uh, Cody Garbrandt, this is he's a he's not to be a bantamweight, but he was fighting flyweight. He just tried another flyweight division, and I don't know if, if him losing all that weight did anything to it, has anything to do with it. But uh, congratulations to Kai Kara France. Uh, bantamweight Sean O'Malley, Sugar Sean O'Malley defeated Ra- Raulian Paiva. And TKO also in the first round, probably like eight sec of uh, no eighteen seconds left in the in the first round. So oh. that was pretty impressive for Sean O'Malley. Mm-hmm. 
big name that everybody wants to push and and see up there. Yeah, is it time for him to get ranked? Yeah, I believe so. It should be. He should be ranked. Pretty, so he beat a pretty impressive uh, fighter too. So it was an impressive win for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about the prelims cards. Uh, the prelims card. The prelims were also not bad. You know, to watch it. They were all. They were free on ESPN two and ESPN plus. Mm-hmm. If you have all that. Uh, featherweights Josh Emmett defeated Danny Gay in a unanimous decision. Another good fight right there. Back and forth fight, but it was a unanimous decision win for Josh Emmett. And another uh, another good fight right here. Bantam with Dominic Cruz defeated Pedro Munoz in a unanimous decision. Dominic Cruz, the former champion, looked like his like his old self right there. Hmm. So uh, good job for Dominic Cruz. We'll see him move up in the rankings again. Uh, of course, heavyweight Tai Tui Basa defeated Augusto Sakai in KO. Man, that was a nasty out. And of course, Tai Tui Basa is known to celebrate with uh, beer shoes. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was he does that all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, another impressive win for Tai Tui Vasa. Should be moving also up the rankings. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun guy to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I believe Phil's a big fan of him. Did he come uh, out to um, Spice Girls again? Do you know? Ah, uh, I think he came out of Barbie Girl. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does that. He does that. <laughs> uh, middleweights, Bruno Silva defeated uh, Jordan Wright and TKO in the first round. Pretty impressive TKO win for him, for Bruno Silva. It was nasty. Mm. Uh, and the early prelims, again, this whole card was not bad, you know. And that middleweight, Andre Muniz, defeated Eric Anderson's submission armbar, a nasty mm. armbar. Mm. Yeah. Women's flyweight, Erin Blanchfield, a very impressive young lady. She, I, think, I believe she's only 22 or something like that. Defeated Miranda Maverick, another young lady, 24. Mm. Unanimous decision. Pretty impressive win for Erin Blanchfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, featherweights Ryan Hall defeated Derek Minner, uh, unanimous decision. Uh, another great fight. And Tony Kelly defeated Randy Costa and TKO elbows. And uh, catchweights Jillian Robertson defeated Priscilla Cachora with a submission and rear naked choke. Pretty impressive rear naked choke right there. Mm-hmm. So overall, very impressive. Uh, uh, you know, pay per view, good way to go out for uh, UFC. Some performance of the nights went to, of course, Charles Oliveira, the champion, Juliana Pena, of course, Kai Kara France, Sean O'Malley, Tai Tuivasa, and Bruno Silva. Fight of the night, it went to Dominic Cruz versus Pedro Munoz. Very good fight. If you're going to watch anything from the prelims, that's, a, that's probably the fight to watch. Mm-hmm. But uh, again, good way for UFC to end uh, their pay-per-view season. And uh, but let's go, uh, let's go up to this week, the final fight night. Of this uh, of the year, and it's uh, headlined by heavyweights. We have Derek Lewis versus Chris Dawkins. Derek Lewis, of course, competed for the interim championship against Cyril Gon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's getting trying to get back on it this time. Chris Dawkins is coming up pretty quick. Uh, so uh, we'll see about that one. I, I for this one, uh, I got to go with Derek Lewis, man. That's a scary, that's a scary dude. But Chris Dawkins is also a very technical fighter. Mm-hmm. It should be a good one. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't an impressive outing for Derek Lewis last time um, he was in Octagon. I was anticipating that knockout and it never happened. But um, yeah. I, I think it's several months removed. I think his head is clear. Um, mm. Chris Dawkins is definitely a great fighter, but I'm going to go with Derek Lewis as well. Um, right. So, Derek, come on now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Dawkins is also a TKO master. He has a is a one five K TKO and KO uh, streak going for him. Mm-hmm. 
and he hasn't he hasn't seen a full fight since 2016. Meaning he either got KO'd or TKO'd. And the last time he got TKO was a in Cage Fury back in 2019. Mm-hmm. But ever since then, he's had a TKO, TKO, KO, TKO, TKO. So uh, he's also a TKO master. So this, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a tough man. These two dudes are gonna go at it at each other. Yeah. Uh, Walter Waits, one of my favorites to watch, Stephen Thompson versus Bilal Muhammad. That's going to be a hell of a fight right there. Mm-hmm. Also, karate guy Thompson, Bilal Muhammad is obviously a very good uh, competitor. So uh, that's going to be fun to watch, too. So those two, those two the, whole, the headline and the co-headline, it's going to be good fights. Yeah, definitely. Uh, women's strawweights, Amanda Lemos versus Angela Hill. Uh, bantamweights, Rafael Sankio versus Ricky Simon. Lightweights, Carlos Diego Fierro versus Mateos Gamrot. And featherweights, Cup Swanson, the veteran versus Darren Elkins. That's going to be a good one, too. So, uh, yeah, it's, that's the main card right there. And uh, we'll can't wait to see that. Yep. Yeah, that being said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just said I'm definitely going to watch it this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, with that being said, we'll be back with some football. We got a lot of football to talk about. And we'll be right back. All right, so week 14 of the NFL. Let's just start out at Thursday with the, between the Steelers at the Vikings. The Vikings took this win over here over the Steelers. Uh, and uh, I believe we had a head coach who wasn't too happy about a play from one of his own players. Yeah. Mike Tomlin wasn't too happy about uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, I believe he made a little celebration uh, after, uh, at the first down when time running out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hodge, what do you think about that? Yeah, that was extremely selfish of um, Chase Claypool. I know I know he's a young player, um, and um, he's um, living the life of an NFL player, so he's, like, feeling it. But time is running out. It's, the game's on the line. We don't have time for you to celebrate the fact that you got a first down. Like, mm-hmm. So he was super selfish for that. I, I did not like how he um, took his time and celebrated the first down. And when one of his teammates tried to snatch the ball from him, he acted offensive. Like, dude, why, why are you taking the ball from me? It was like, it was like, it's time's running out. We don't have time for you to be celebrating your first time. It, it's time to clock the, the, to stop the clock. You know, I tried to spike the ball. Yeah. So, I, I won't, I won't see this. I won't say this was the single factor that lost in the game, but this definitely played a massive role. Um, right. So, um, um, I, I think. Tomlin is correct of what he said. I like um, it's time for him to grow up faster in the NFL and realize um, if you're in a situation um, where you have to win the game, you don't have time to celebrate um, your your first down accomplishment. We gotta get going, you know. So um, mm-hmm. so hopefully he learns from this. Uh, I know he. I saw his little press conference. He seemed a little un, unapologetic about it. Um, uh, so um, he definitely needs to work on that. But um. But yeah, I definitely um, agree. I, I think some people are saying that they didn't. Mike Tomlin didn't talk to him enough, or he allowed. I'm like, he didn't allow. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors. So yeah. So he probably cussed him out after the game. You know. You know, you know, Mike Tomlin don't play that shit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Wow. Well. Hopefully he does grow up because he, I mean he looks like he has the talent and everything, but uh, yeah, he needs to fix that part of it. Yeah. Uh, the Saints all over the Jets, thirty to nine. Yeah, <laughs> the, Fal- the Falcons all over the Panthers, twenty nine twenty one. I believe this is like eleven straight uh, games the Panthers have lost while Cam Newton has started. Yeah, 
I think I saw something like that, so that's not good. Yeah, it's it, Cam is done. Yeah. Uh, and they benched him too. Yeah, again. Yeah. And then they said uh, he's going to play again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Seahawks all over the Texans, 33 to 13. Seahawks with the win there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chiefs all over the Raiders. I actually got to watch this one. I mean, it was all sad. I, I had a couple of Raider fan fans, mm-hmm. uh, fans, friends going to that game. And man, mm-hmm. they were, I'd say they were not too pleased. They're all, I think they were already down by like, like 35 to zero by the second half or something like that. Yeah. And the Chiefs just went off on the Raiders. And the people are suggesting, I mean, saying that, okay, this could be uh, uh, Derek Carr's last month as a Raiders quarterback. Because, yeah. I mean, there was no running game in this one. Uh, Josh Jacobs was the leading uh, rusher and he only rushed for 24 yards. Mm. Yeah. Um, Hunter Renfro had a good game, but, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, that was it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what made um, the Raiders uh, go up to um, the Chiefs um, of logo at the middle of the field and oh, yeah. whatever meeting. I don't know what the hell what they were doing. Like, do you guys not remember that you're not doing good this season? <laughs> yeah. Very <laughs> it, not. It, it, it was just like, um, I think it was last season or two seasons. I forgot which season it was. Or um, um, they they like had a lap around the chiefs um, stadium after they won one of the games. I forgot, I forgot if it was a year ago or two years ago. It, it's like, you guys are doing horrible right, yeah. at the moment. And you're over here trying to act all cocky. I understand it's your divisional rival, but it's like, sit down. <laughs> yeah. Try to win the game. Exactly. You guys just got whooped and humiliated. Exactly. I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Maybe Raider fans can explain. No, they're no. Nah. You know they can't. Uh, true. <laughs> uh, the Browns uh, defeat the Ravens twenty-four to twenty-two. I think uh, Lamar didn't play this game, did he? Yeah. Um, uh, he exited the second quarter with the ankle injury. Um, oh. Um, okay. Um, head coach um, John Harbaugh said that um, it's it's a it's a sprain, but not a high ankle sprain. So he'll be day to day. So uh, so we'll see if he actually plays against the Packers this weekend. Okay. Uh, Dallas, if he's Washington football team, uh, they were beginning, they were all the way all over them, but uh, Washington looked like they were trying to do a little late game call, comeback. Yeah. Uh, didn't work out. So Dallas, yeah. I mean, continues to win. They're looking pretty impressive this year, heading yeah. into the, the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah don't, don't let this yeah. final score fool you. The Cowboys were all over Washington. Um, yeah. In this game, uh, it, then once Washington started to come back, I'm like, oh, here come the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. But they of course. Them, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Titans uh, banked out the Jaguars 20 to 0. In a very emotional game uh, between the Lions at Denver. Of course, uh, last week, uh, former wide receiver Demiris Thomas passed away, found dead in his home at the age of 33. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a very sad moment. Of course, I I, uh, I just saw him because, I mean, I told you I like watching the Cowboys back when Peyton Manning, I mean, the, the Broncos, I'm sorry, you know, but when Peyton Manning was there yeah. and he was a big part of that era with them and uh, it's all around a sad, sad to, to know about and uh, yeah, our condolences to his family. Yeah, definitely. This um, this news just came out of nowhere. It was like, mm-hmm. wait, what, what happened? Like, it, I, when I got the text message originally, I didn't believe it because uh, it, it just like 
did that just happen? I, what happened, you know? And um, no. I, the first, then I checked on um, online, it was like bogus news story saying that he passed and then it started spreading. So um, yeah, yeah, I believe they said um, he was in a car accident a year ago and he had been having Caesar, Caesar, excuse me, Caesar, good grief, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Caesars. Same time. Is it Caesar? Seizures? Yeah, seizures. My yeah. goodness. Oh, sorry about that. That yeah. Oh. Well, complications from surgery, right? Or something like that. Uh something like I, that, I believe yeah. it was a few years ago where he got into an accident. And I guess he's been struggling with, I guess, some of those uh 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 with post surgery or and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh yeah. so um yeah, yeah, and I guess it's got to him. Yeah, I think they said like they believe um that he died while taking a shower and, and had another episode of of um of the seizure. So um wow. Yeah, so that that's what I heard. Um very unfortunate that he passed away. Definitely one of the best wide receivers during that time. Um had one of the most memorable, probably the most memorable playoff victory um in NFL history where he where the Broncos scored the first in on the first play in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, yeah so yeah um i know um the broncos um honored him by um by playing 10 players on the field and and let the play clock run out so um yeah, yeah. De- uh, definitely one of those things definitely one of the ones that hurt for sure rest in peace to demarius thomas yeah and uh oh, like i mentioned peyton manning uh played for played with thomas for four seasons says that dt was a better person than he was a player and he was a hall of fame player and he said, that tells you how good of a person he was. He treated my kids like they were his own. He were he was there for every teammate's charity event. Absolutely devastating. Uh, yeah, he, he had his family there for the little vigil and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's a sad moment. But uh, the Broncos were able to pull up a victory over the Detroit Lions for him, 38-10. Uh, to 10. So uh, that's good for him. And there's, like you said, uh, like the Broncos players saying, he was there. He was there with us. And uh, so, yeah, that's uh, – Good victory for them, mm-hmm. and uh, so uh, you know, condolences to the family. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, like with that said, no, we got to move on to the next game. Is uh, Chargers defeating the Giants thirty-seven to twenty-one? The 49ers defeating the Bengals in overtime twenty-six to twenty-three. The 49ers with a big win over Cincinnati, right there. Mm-hmm. The Bucks, man. Tom Brady has really built uh, the Bills number. What's going on with the Bills, man? That's yeah, that's all bad. I mean, it's just like they start off so hot, and I believe they were the favorites in the AFC. Yeah, now they're they're like they're saying they might even not even make the playoffs. They, who knows about that? But that's 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 really, man. Tom Brady just owns these guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter where he's at. Yeah, the Bills are starting to sputter like right before our eyes. Um, uh, I know if you talk to my brother, he said he saw it coming. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know what's been going on. Um, it's it's like they hit a wall, and I definitely last week's game must have definitely hit him in the throat because um, mm-hmm. again we mentioned Mac Jones only threw the ball three times, and um, they ran it forty six times, and I think that I think that was the dagger, especially with this game. Um, they could they stay with the Buccaneers sort of. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, I mean, the Bucks aren't looking strong, and they're people projecting, oh, it could be Patriots versus Bucks in the Super Bowl, blah, 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 mm-hmm. which would be, which will be ratings wise, okay. All right, I guess. 
But man, that was suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Packers all over the Bears. Uh, the Bears are coming up for well. I mean, this was I think the first half of this game was pretty close, up, up back and forth. Yeah, fairly back and forth. And uh, of course, Aaron Rodgers just took off mm-hmm. doing his thing, and uh, ultimately defeating the the Bears forty five to thirty, continuing to own the Bears. Yep. And but I mean, the Bears with betting effort right here, they didn't look too bad. Maybe yeah. their defense did, but not. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, offensively they look pretty decent. Decent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They. Um. The Bears look like they came for war, and then the Packers yeah. had to remind themselves, "Hey, we're playing the Bears." And the yeah. Um. um the, the Bears did excellent in the first half. Um. Um. Justin Fields is playing like a typical rookie. That's like brand yeah. new. Like they they're used to playing one way because they've gotten away with it for so long. You're mm-hmm. in the NFL now, so I feel like. Um, the raw talent is there, but he needs a lot of work during the offseason. He needs to learn how to read defenses um, learn, and learn how to not stare down um, your wide receiver because you're yeah. giving it away to the DB. Like, oh, he's going to throw it this way. Let me go ahead and get in position. Uh, start yeah. scanning the field. And um, if, if he could adjust, if he could learn, um, he, he could be something special. The key word, yeah. the key word is could. But yeah, he definitely needs to put in work or he'll be another draft list. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, I see they keep their coaching staff too. A lot of rumors are going around right now that the, that the whole coaching staff is on the hot seat right now. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Especially, obviously, especially their head coach, Matt Nagy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know Chicago's been praying for Matt Nagy. To, <laughs> oh, to yeah. Be they've gone. been hearing it all over Chicago. They get yeah. fired him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, let's take a look at the Monday night game. Of course, uh, is where Hodge and I want to talk about more. Mm-hmm. The Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Of yeah. course, this is a big game. This is a big game because Cardinals are, I believe, the number one team in the NFC, I think. Oh, not they anymore. Were. Yeah, well, they were at the time. Mm-hmm. And the Rams, of course, the division rivals are, are also trying to chase them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rams, of course, they, they, they lost their first time against Arizona this year in L.A. So they're trying to get their comeback at Arizona. Sure enough, they did. I mean, they didn't, uh, at the beginning, they didn't look too good. Uh, Rams, we were out uh, a couple of players, including Ramsey, Higby, mm-hmm. uh, Heavenstein. Uh, who else? Uh, who else were we missing? Uh, uh, I think um, another pl- the, the one in the corners. Um, I, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh uh, no, I forgot. <laughs> I don't know you, but um, they're missing uh, quite a few players, significant yeah. players. Yeah. And so, like I said, especially Ramsey when he p- goes up against Hopkins. Yeah. So that's one that uh. You know, uh, everybody was questioning, like, oh, the Rams are not prepared, but in Arizona, and they're mm-hmm. going to play in Arizona and everything. Arizona fairly had their, their players healthy, except for J.J. Watt, yeah. who's, again, out for the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, the Rams did it. They pulled off strong. They showed the Cardinals, like, hey, you know, like, I don't know what went, what went up in the in the Rams' uh, uh, locker room that said, like, hey, you know, we could beat these guys, and we got these guys. It took all, it took the, you could tell this is one of those games that took the whole team, you know. By the yeah. way, we were also missing Henderson. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, uh, it's because, I mean, some of the backups, in, well, especially Darius Williams, man, who took over for Ramsey over there mm-hmm. and was, for the most part, had to go up against Hopkins. Yeah. Uh, he did his thing. I mean, man, like, he, he, he did what he had to do. He stepped up. He said, all right, you know, I could do this. I'm, I, I, I'm no Ramsey, but I could do this. And he was on him, especially late in the game. He, yeah. I think that's what. Kept, that's what won us the game. Yeah. There is Williams being that close to the game. I also believe 
you know, the running game helped a lot. It, not that there was a lot of it, but I mean, the, the little, the, whatever Sony Michelle did mm-hmm. is effective. He, he rushed for 79 yards. I believe that was, that's also very helpful. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, Cooper Cup just went off. As, per usual. I, mean, I, I think, yeah, I think he, he was quiet, I think, I believe in the first quarter. Um, and then he just, I don't know, he just got, went off. Well, Dale Beckham with another touchdown. I think that's three games in a row where he's yeah. had a touchdown for the, yeah. for the Rams. He also had, he had a pretty decent 77 yards in that touchdown. Six receptions. Yeah. So, um, Van Jefferson, uh, he did pretty well, even though he only had two with 58 yards. Although he did kind of almost cost us the game, um, mm-hmm. late, late in the game, uh, with those uh, uh, two penalties, yeah. holding penalties, yeah. uh, that uh, obviously didn't help us out at all. But, um, uh, for whatever he did, that touchdown, that, that uh, huge touchdown in the in the second, in the beginning of the second half mm-hmm. was, was great. And, uh, there. And of course, Matthew Stafford's arm, man. That guy has a heck of an arm. He threw for 21 and And then the most important, no turnovers. Uh, yeah. For, uh, for especially Stafford, you know, mm-hmm. no interceptions and no pick sixes. And and uh, you could tell the Cardinals were looking for that and they didn't get it. Aaron Donald, of course, he, he owns Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> even Von Miller was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Ernest Jones who had that interception. Uh, yeah. was was big. So uh, all around, it was a goal, a great team effort here. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, that the this was the best uh, game the Rams have played um in a while this during this season. Um, they've been in the funk. I was hoping the Jaguars' victory will will help them um lift their spirits and translate it to his game. And they knew what time it was from the very first play. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of key plays you mentioned. Um. The interception uh, from um, Ernest Jones. Um, everybody did their thing, and um, the so-called problem from the Cleveland Browns has three touchdowns now, and um, yeah, and a lot of um, uh, funny celebrations that we've been wanting to see. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll. I'll no, nah, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, so um, it's not—it's not even that Arizona played a, t- a bad game either. I mean, they played yeah. pretty decent. Kyler Murray had two interceptions, so that—that was—that was bad for, on his side. He still threw for 283 yards, but AJ Green had 102 receptions. James Conner had played a pretty well good game. Yeah, and and uh, but DeAndre Hopkins will kept only 54 yards. So I say you know, like that's all we asked of Darius Williams. You know, like I said, yeah. we know you know you know Ramsey. Just yeah. keep him down. Don't don't give up the big plays. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and then we're good. Zach Ertz was kept to 42 yards. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, that's what it was. Kyler Murray did had rush for 61 yards. and uh, mm-hmm. But James Conner had two two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, he's probably their, the big player at this game. But uh, the Rams did it. They, they went out there and did work. Yep, definitely. Um, yeah, so we'll see if um, the Rams can keep this going. Um, I would say Kyler Murray messed up that last um, – on his last play, he should have spiked the ball and regrouped yeah. rather than try yeah. Because like, it seemed like everybody did not know what was going on. Which not um, just that. I mean, not just that. People were saying like, "Oh, you should just get the field goal right now." Yeah. Uh, instead of yeah. running out of time and try, not try to get the touchdown, and then you go with the onside kick, which they eventually did, and then actually got the onside kick. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, still wasn't enough, but they're saying like, "You're running out of time right now. Just get the on." I, I believe. I mean, they could have a great shot if they would have. If they would have, uh, uh, like you said, you know, select the bar earlier and just say, "All right, let's go for the field goal." Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cause, yeah, cause like they wasted a. Cause look, look how how they had a rush on the field 
and trying mm-hmm. to kick the field goal, you know? So, yeah. I mean, yeah. good for us, though. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll take it. Exactly. <laughs> but it does come with some uh, some bad news a little bit. Uh, apparently, uh, Odell Beckham has tested positive for COVID-19, which is a problem because he just played yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, Beckham's positive test comes just the day after the club pay, uh, plays all quarterback uh, Ramsey. On the reserve COVID list, Charlie for their 30-23 win over Arizona. Coach McVay also announced that his team has entered enhanced COVID-19 protocols and is closing down the facility through at least Wednesday. So who knows how this is going to go. I mean, if you see Beckham, if he had it, you know, then he was around everybody, the whole team yesterday. Yeah. Not just our team, but Arizona's team too. Yeah. Uh, so this could be bad. We still don't know the full details could happen, but this, this, doesn't, sound, this doesn't sound good. No, and this, uh, this obviously yeah. this is obviously a developing story, but uh, that can't be good. It sounds horrible. I, I think we're going to talk about it right now. Um, yeah, yeah th- this is it. a this is a bad situation. I don't know who else got. Um, I he was in the locker room with the whole team. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And you could not ask for the worst time again. I'm trying to figure out what punishment um, the Rams were going to get if, if we have to cancel a game, because we done traded most of our draft picks. So. Yeah. 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 Some of the teams, some of the other guys had, uh, Daryl Burgess, tight end Bryson Hopkins, Juju Hughes, uh, defensive back, uh, offensive tackle, Alaric Jackson, no stack with Sebastian Joseph Day, Day, defensive back Jonah Williams, defensive back Jordan Fuller, and defensive back Tyler Hall. So all these, and, uh, of course, uh, Tyler Higby was actually, First, he tested positive, then he tested negative or something like that. So he was yeah. activated off the list. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's – yeah, you saw, you see all these guys were off. So, yeah, it does look like – man, so you had all these guys off, and then he happens to be the one, and then he just all of a sudden tests positive. So mm-hmm. that does sound kind of suspicious, <laughs> I don't know, for the Rams yeah. side, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I know my opponent this week – I'm in the playoffs for my fantasy football team. He's like mm-hmm. begging for Cooper Cup to have um a COVID. And I'm like, oh, that'll, that'll suck because I have on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. we're gonna have to check on it. It's not all, it's not only the rounds right now. We have uh 36 players placed on reserve list list due to positive tests. Washington Stafford positive for Omicron variant. Oh man. So yeah. you see right now it's taking a toll right now. We'll talk yeah. a little bit later, but it's not even just football. There's some yeah. basketball stuff going yeah. on, but uh this is all bad, man. I, this is I don't like the sound of this. What's going on over here? I have no idea. Um, it's like all I'm these just... guys started partying together. Football players, basketball players, they went to the big, big old party and just said, "All right, right fuck it." Right. And um, I, the up the update that that I heard was there was twenty five extra as of today. No shit. So um, yeah, I This is um bad. Um, either way you cut it, like it's so bad mm-hmm. that that's pretty much our injuries for the week. Uh, besides um. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> yeah. And, and and you think about it too, it's like, I mean, we they had the season last year and it wasn't even that it, it wasn't that bad. When last year when it was when COVID was really bad. Mm-hmm. And this year, I mean, it's a lot worse this year than it was last year. Like it, it's crazy because like we had no issues all throughout the season, and now we're at, <laughs> at the tail end of the regular season and it's yeah. starting to spread. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's I don't know. So, well, then you also have some pl- some players that are lying about it, you know, oh, yeah. that, about getting vaccines and stuff, and some that are don't want to get it and all this. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. This necessarily has anything to do with it, but uh, I, I, I supposedly, like you said, you know, that they're saying that oh yeah, we're 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 testing them nonstop, blah blah blah. But uh, 
Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Even that, even that whole thing, like, oh, we tested them. It's still kind of already like, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, but uh, this is not, again, this whole thing's developing. Who knows how the playoffs are gonna look if this yeah. conti- this trend continues? Yeah, yeah. Who, who knows how fancy football's gonna look? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one trend that will continue to continue, <laughs> is, of course, Tom Brady. <laughs> Man, that guy. Uh, I know a lot of, like I said, we say it every time, you know, it's one of the guys that, you know, people, you don't either hate him or you love him, mm-hmm. but he's a GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> and he notches his 700 career touchdown pass for walk-off overtime win against Bills. Yeah, I love the accomplishment. The man can can throw a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he can also stay in the NFL for as long as he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who knows how he does it, man? Yeah. I mean, I guess married to a model can keep you young for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just keep your uh, – just make sure you remember to kiss your wife and not your your yeah. 10-year-old child. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> Don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> just kiss your wife on, their, on, a, on TV and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, so congratulations to Brady, I guess. Yep. For sure. Uh, and for that guy's Hall of Fame speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as far as the Super Bowl 2024, which will be Super Bowl 58, I think if I can read number numerals correctly, <laughs> I think that's 58. Probably it will be way. in Raiders Allegiant Stadium. So, so man, can you imagine Vegas Super Bowl? Man, man. It doesn't get in other, other than LA here. It doesn't get bigger than Vegas, right? And Super Bowl right. together, man. It's going to be just like the one in, in LA. It's going to be a bunch of pandemonium. Like oh, yeah. everybody's going to want to come here. It's just like everybody wants to come to Los Angeles and see everything. Everybody's going to want to come to Vegas and check out all the glitz and glamour. So uh, yeah. this is this is going to be big. Yeah, they're probably going to. Uh, they might even have a WrestleMania and Super Bowl at the same time, at the same year. Man, and, <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. I mean, Vegas. I mean, Vegas needs that, I guess, considering they lost a lot of money last year when they had to be shut down and everything. Yeah, they're hoping to get everything back. Uh, I wonder if there's going to be a Frank Sinatra impersonator that's going to perform during the halftime oh, show. That'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Elvis. I forgot. Oh, Elvis. Yeah. Elvis, the guy over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. But man, yeah. uh, Vegas and uh, Super Bowl, man, it's crazy. Yep. But with that being said, let's talk about week 15. Let's talk about some games. All right, get to it. We start off with the Thursday night football game. It's going to be a good one. Kansas City Chiefs against the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers coming off a big win, even though it's the Giants. They came off with a big win. Of course, the mm-hmm. Chiefs look like the old Chiefs back. They're back, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, but this, they're going to be over here at SoFi. So uh, it's going to be a good one for the division rivals. Mm-hmm. And we got the Raiders and the Browns, which, yeah. I mean, the Browns are competing for sure. Uh, they got a big win over Baltimore last week. Yeah. So uh, they're still competing. So for them, this, this matters big time. Yeah, they're, they're doing good despite their quarterback issue. I said it out loud. <laughs> oh, damn. There you said it. Take that, Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of these teams have quarterback issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was kind of like, wait, who are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, then we have this is going to be another good one. Patriots and the Colts, of course. Patriots are man, that's some they're doing it with a rookie quarterback. 
Yep. And they're the top of the AFC, but the Colts look they they're one of the toughest teams in that in that uh in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Even their record doesn't show, but they are one of the toughest teams in the NFL. Yeah, they they fight. So, yeah, so who knows what that's how that's gonna go. But um, you know, Colts and Patriots always give us a good game, like mm-hmm. when the during the Manning and Brady uh era. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, the Titans at the Steelers. Steelers coming off a, a fortunate loss. The Titans, of course, are the Titans. They they were at a point one of the best teams in the AFC, and they kind of want it's still one of the best ones. But uh, you know, um, I know what 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 Titans are we getting this time? Yeah. And the Steelers are mad, so they also want to get back on it. Yeah. So there's a game they got to win for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers and the Bills. We already know where the how the Panthers are going, but can the Bills bounce back? I mean, that's that's the question right now. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're the Bills. They're a pretty good, talented quarterback, but uh, they're just struggling. Yeah, definitely. Uh, division game, Washington football team against the Eagles. Washington football team still competing. We'll talk a little bit about the playoff picture, but uh, they're still kind of in it. And uh, obviously, this is a game they need to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a game for the ta- – this next game is for the tanking championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Texans and the Jaguars. Yeah. If only it would have been a triple threat match between with the Lions in there, but uh, – uh, Texas and the Jaguars, which will be uh, two rookie quarterbacks. See how yeah. that's going to go. Uh, the classic toilet bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I believe their their head coach, uh, Urban Meyer, is in a hot seat, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. He, so, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he, he's going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. I, and I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think um, he, he was in a team meeting, like trying to, have the assistant coaches prove to them why why they why they deserve to be um, assistant coaches, and he said something about I'm a winner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's gonna get fired. He should have never came to the NFL. Lesson learned: don't force people to do anything they don't want to do. Because he, everybody clearly doesn't want to be there. Yeah, yeah. From that yeah. to like to like meeting the girl at the bar and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean taking notes from Pete Carroll at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, next one, we have uh, another division game, Cowboys at the Giants. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, the Cowboys have been pretty good and the Giants haven't, but uh, it is a division game. The Giants always, uh, usually play them tough. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how about that, how that's going to go. Mm-hmm. Arizona, of course, uh, we need them to lose, but they're playing the Lions. So yeah. hopefully Jared Goff can do their old team a favor or something. That would be nice. Oh, also, we don't know the state of the Cardinals yet. I mean, uh, right from the last story we read, it looks like all the Rams, it's all Rams problems, but uh, – if that's true. I mean, uh, that the Beckham thing. Uh, he was all over the car- the Cardinals too. So mm. who knows how that's going to go too, as far yeah. as them. Uh, and uh, another division game. We have the Jets and the Dolphins. The Dolphins are looking like they want to get into the playoffs, and they look not bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, and they got a uh, they got the Jets. <laughs> so <laughs> should look pretty good with them. Yeah. Bengals at the Broncos. The Broncos, I believe, are uh, they? Well, the Bengals need to win for sure. Yeah, the Broncos. Well, both teams need a win, so they're both competing for one of the wild card rate uh, spots. Yeah, uh, I think the Bengals are also competing for the division. Uh, division are they? Are they? I think so. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close to uh, the AFC North. Yeah, so uh, Denver wants to get a wild card spot, so uh, that's going to be a good game for two teams that want to get in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Falcons, the 49ers, 49ers are trying to get in that wild card spot. They got a big win last week against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. And so they got the Falcons, so uh, should be good for the 49ers or easy peasy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully not, though, for our sake, because we're playing the Seahawks this week, and we'll see who which players are going to be allowed to play. Yeah, yeah. We'll, 
Hopefully, it's good news on our end because um, yeah, we this is like crunch time, man. Yeah, things yeah. could have happened at the worst time. And and then the rest of the schedule doesn't look that easy, you know. Yeah. Well, at least I think we had the Vikings after then we had Baltimore at some point. And we're yeah. finishing off the season against San Francisco, so yeah, yeah, uh, it's gonna be uh, we need to win these ones, especially when you have Arizona playing Detroit and you have the 49ers playing Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, Green Bay at Baltimore. That's gonna be a heck of a game right there if Lamar Dex is back. Yeah, so that's gonna be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both teams obviously, uh, well, Packers are number one team in the NFC as we speak. Uh, Baltimore's obviously, well, like we mentioned, that division's up for grabs, mm-hmm. but they did lose last week, so uh, they need to then continue winning. Saints and the Bucks, the Bucks are obviously a second best, like, or third best. I will, I mean, we'll talk about it in the playoff picture in a bit. Yeah, they're, they're obviously very good. <laughs> uh, so uh, they got they got a division rival, the Saints, who are not that good this year. Mm-hmm. And we're finishing it off on Monday with another division game between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. The Vikings, of course, they're, they're eyeing a, a, a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, and it's in Chicago, so it's a division game, so they're always good. But uh, you know, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, let's talk about this playoff picture right now if the season were to end today let's talk about the AFC the number one team is still the Patriots in the AFC the number two team is still the Tennessee Titans rising up to the number third spot is the Kansas City Chiefs again we're looking Kansas City Chiefs looking like the old Chiefs mm-hmm. from the uh, last uh, from last year and two years ago mm-hmm. Baltimore went a little bit down to the fourth spot uh so, but they're still the fourth spot, so they're good. The fifth spot goes, man. The fifth spot is owned by two, both LA teams. That's crazy. But fifth, yeah, but the the fifth spot has stayed with the Chargers. Colts rolls up to the to the sixth spot. How about the Colts? Seven and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're up. Uh, they're up in the sixth spot. Um, and then you had the Buffalo all the way. Uh, well, they're still at seven, but uh, they were up at number one at some point. Yeah. And uh, to move down to number seven, that's that's all bad right there. Mm-hmm. And we have some teams that are still fighting for it. Like we mentioned, Cleveland is one of the front runners. You have Cincinnati who fell down real bad due to their last last week's loss. Mm-hmm. The Broncos are going up. Uh, Steelers and then the Raiders and the Dolphins. So the Dolphins still have a lot of work to do. Over the NFC, uh, the Packers rose up to the number one spot thanks to us, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But they rose up to the number one spot, looking good for uh, Green Bay and for Aaron Rodgers, who looked like from the beginning of the season that he didn't want to be there anymore, mm-hmm. to be the number one team yep. in the NFC at the moment. And uh, the Bucks rose up to the number two spot again, thanks to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, of course, thanks to Brady. Yep. <laughs> uh, Cardinals go down to the third spot after losing to us. Uh, the Cowboys staying at the number four spot. Rams, after all that, we're still now at the fifth spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, there's still a lot of like, there's still many questions as far as our division. I mean, how that's going to turn out. Yeah, Arizona looks a little bit easier for the rest of the schedule for uh, than ours, but mm-hmm. you never know at this point. Yeah. Um, and then you have the sixth spot rising up to the sixth spot is the San Francisco 49ers. So you see all these three teams, three NFC West teams that are up in the playoffs. And then you have the number seven team going down to the number seven team is Washington football team. Uh, and then we have on the ball right now, the Vikings are still up there. The Eagles are coming down. The Falcons are up there. The Saints, the Panthers. Well, I mean, there's a lot more teams, but you can tell like, yeah, Panthers, Seahawks, Giants, Bears, they're, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Teams that have been officially eliminated 
for the playoff uh, listed in the, uh, their approximate uh, draft order as we speak. Number one is Detroit Lions. Number two is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number three is the Houston Texans. That's going to look, that's going to change. That could change uh, this week. Yeah. And of course, the New York Jets, number four. And so that'll be it in football right now. All right. So the NBA right now, uh, let's take a look at the standings again, real quick, as we always like to start out with the standings, because uh, we like to know where we're at right now. Um, this, the Eastern Conference, we still have the Brooklyn Nets. Well, actually, last week they were tied with the Bulls. Yeah. But now the Brooklyn Nets took the, the lead again with a two-game winning streak. Uh, and the Bulls are in a two-game losing streak. The Bulls are in trouble right now. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that in a bit. Actually, you know what? Let's just go straight to it right now. Okay. Yeah, the, the NBA postponed Chicago's Bulls next two games and a COVID-19 outbreak. On a COVID-19 outbreak in Chicago Bulls, the NBA announced Monday has postponed the team's next two games against the Detroit Pistons on, the Tuesday, on Tuesday and Toronto Raptors on Thursday. The postponement marks the first of the 2021 campaign after 31 games were rescheduled last season. At least Johnson's positive case on Monday came, made him Chicago's 10th player to enter COVID-19 health and player safety protocols. He joined Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, Colby White, Javante Green, and Derrick Jones Jr., A.A. Dozoma, Matt Thomas, Troy Brown Jr., and Stanley Johnson on the inactive list. The Bulls signed Stanley Johnson to a 10-day deal using a hardship exemption on Thursday only to lose him on Saturday. We need a hardship a hardship for a hardship right now. Bulls coach Billy Donovan, whose staff also has multiple members in health and safety protocols. Like we mentioned about football, man, this is this is crazy right now. It's like, where are these outbreaks coming from like that? It wasn't yeah. that bad. I mean, like even they, they said like the, the season has been pretty decent as far as all that compared mm-hmm. to last year. But now they're all starting to pile up. Yeah, like – uh, they they said on the news that this new variant isn't as strong as the previous variants, but it's really taking its toll on these athletes um, yeah. this month. Yeah, uh, who knows what's going on with that? Um, and we'll talk about a couple players that are are in that too uh, in a bit. As, as we go, we make our way through the standings here, and uh, but the Bucks are in third place. The Cavs are fourth place. Uh, then we have the, the Cavs are fourth place. <laughs> How about that? Oh, wow. Did I, did I, just, did I just said that. The Cavs. That came out of nowhere. I didn't even notice you said that. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they yeah, like down the four, there? Like, yeah, they're in a four-game winning streak right now. Wow. Oh, go yeah. Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need LeBron James to be. <laughs> to be I had to bring him up somehow, you know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, the fifth place, we have the Heat. The sixth place, uh, six years, so they're coming a little bit up. Um, the Wizards are going a little bit down. I, mean, they were, I remember they were also up by in the fourth place or something like that. They're down to the seventh place and two game losing streak. The Hornets are are taking the eighth spot right now, but the Celtics are still down to nine. The Raptors, uh, we have the Pistons are on a 12 game losing streak, while the Magic are on a five game losing streak. The Knicks are on a three game losing streak, so the Knicks are all bad right now. They started out pretty decent, yeah. Uh, we all have the Western Conference, of course, right now. Well, the big game happened yesterday. Uh, the Clippers defeated the Suns. The Suns at the time were the number one team. But because of that, now the Warriors are the number one team yeah. in the in the West. Mm-hmm. In 22 and 15, they, uh, the Suns, like I mentioned, they're now half a game behind the Warriors. Mm-hmm. The Jazz in a seven-game winning streak, they're third, uh, they're third place. Memphis in a three-game winning streak. The Clippers are on a four-game winning streak. The Lakers are on a two-game winning streak. 
the Mavs on a two-game win streak and the Nuggets on a two-game win streak. Other than the Jazz, I mean, the Suns, everybody's in a winning streak on the top eight. Yeah. Like the West is starting to heat up again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, well, you know, the Suns are going to get back up there. I, I think they were without Devin Booker uh, yeah. that game, too. The Clippers were also without Paul George, and of course, without Kawhi and Serge Ibaka. So, I mean, either way, you know, that was a pretty impressive win against a pretty good team for the Clippers, no matter how you see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, some teams that are in the bottom of the barrel are like Timberwolves, Trailblazers on a five-game losing streak. The Kings are on a three-game losing streak. Other than that, uh, you know, the last place teams are the Thunder and the Pelicans in the West. And some games going on right now as we speak. Uh, the Warriors, who, by the way, uh, I believe it was this game, the, the, uh, Steph Curry. Yep, yep. Passes Ray Allen as NBA as the all-time three-point king. Yep. And I will say the 2010s go for sure. Definitely be this man, Steph Curry, Definitely. one of the best men, biggest assassins in, in the NBA as far as man shooting. Yeah, I can do it all, man. That that guy has some crazy shots. But uh, congratulations to Curry. Yes. Yeah. Greatest and, uh, greatest yep. shooter of all time. Stop yeah. playing with this man and give this man his respect. Oh, yeah. That's the guy who deserves respect <laughs> for sure. And he's he's getting it right now uh, with his number one team right now. And uh, you look at the rest of his teammates. I mean, yeah, he he has Draymond. He has Jordan Poole helping him out. But, I mean, for the most part, I mean, he obviously he hasn't had clay. Uh, yep. he, he, uh, so you see it. I mean, uh, like I say, he, it's all around a good team this year. They're all getting it done. But uh, – as far as superstars like that, Curry's alone on that one. Yep, no question. I just uh, noticed that yeah. the Warriors are playing um, the Knicks at Madison Square Garden. Why does like all the magical moments happen against the Knicks, but the but the Knicks can't have their own magical moments? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's all bad for them. <laughs> uh, but uh, another game is happening. The uh, the Nets are uh, finishing up the Raptors. Five, less than five minutes to go in that game mm-hmm. tonight. Phoenix to see if they can bounce back. They got a they got a, a struggling Portland Trailblazers team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, tomorrow there's a nice package of games going on. Like we got uh, the Lakers are playing the Mavericks, the Patriots are playing the Bucks. We have the Clippers playing the Jazz. That's going to be a great game. See if the mm-hmm. Clippers can. That was a real win for the Clippers uh, playing a very hot Jazz team. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's in the games right there. And uh, so we talked about some COVID play. Uh, actually, first let's talk about some some uh, some indecent exposure or direct obscene languages. Oh, yeah. But, oh, so these, act- these, these athletes that are acting up. And uh, first of all, let's talk about let's talk about what we thought, what we think about that. So I mean, obviously, you know, nobody likes to be talked shit to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if I'm making, I don't know, thirty, forty million dollars a year. And then this other guy had to pay, I don't know, five hundred, six hundred, almost a thousand dollars to come see me. I don't know. I'll be like, all right, you can you can say that. I I don't care. Yeah. You can say fuck you to me. You can put the middle finger up to me as much as you want. Yeah. You know what? I'll just go play out and and beat your team. You know, that's what I'll, that's all I do. Exactly. And I'll collect my paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, some players are not taking a well. You know. Homeboy was one of the main ones who doesn't like that. <laughs> I don't want to name him again, but uh, <laughs> we know that. But in this case, uh, Nets forward Kevin Durant doesn't like that. Uh, so he uh, he had an obscene language towards the fan, cost him twenty five G's. 
Or even that, okay. Well, again, I used to, what he's making like forty million a year. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kuzma, uh, fifteen G's for obscene language towards a fan, and uh, Grizzlies Dylan Brooks fine for confronting a ref. Oh, all right, <laughs> that was a little bit. But yeah, yeah. Uh, these guys are like, and I, you you don't see. I mean, obviously you see football players acting up sometimes, mm-hmm. but uh, but not not much towards fans. I think basketball is the only ones that I see really like. Basketball players going up against you know fans and fighting fans and everything like that. Maybe because it's a little bit more closer together, you know. It is yeah. an indoor arena usually, but still, I don't know. Yeah. Um. I I don't know what it is about this particular generation, um, <laughs> other than the pounds and the malice, uh, which is a whole nother situation. Um, yeah. NBA players oh, yeah. like NBA players from the past. Fans used to say some horrible things to each other. They just keep playing. Yeah, and like even that, like they use their hate as fuel to play even harder. So it's like um, you're gonna take whatever that fan says and take it out on the court against um, their favorite team. But yeah. for some reason, this generation feels like they want to just step back and like try to tell a fan off. I'm like, bro, like you're making millions of dollars. There, yeah, maybe one percent of those fans are like making a. Hundred thousand a year, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The rest yeah. of them, rest they broke. What, what you compare yourself to them for? You're in the NBA. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's like what? What's the deal? You know. <laughs> yeah, it might cost Kuzma a lot though. He he got to pay fifteen G's. I don't think he's getting paid that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know his contract details, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, except, I mean, yeah, they, these guys need a. Check themselves up. Well, again, I mean, we're we're not athletes, but again, as we're speaking from the other side, like we're not making millions of dollars a year. But I mean, if I was, some dude is just talking shit to me, was making mm. like not even tenth of what I'm making. Is like, oh, all right, well, go ahead, you know. Yeah, it like I it, just go, I just go back to my mansion and cry there, maybe. Yeah, like it all should be just noise. You know? Yeah, like everything should be noise. Like you, this, you, that. Like I'm pretty sure some people have said some racist things too. Just making yeah. noise. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, as we talk about back to COVID, <laughs> <laughs> um, another one we can't get away from yet, just yet, man. Um, so uh, yeah, the the NBA is having new COVID guidelines looming. Uh, so one proposition of the new league booster guidelines states that the team staff who doesn't have their booster shot by Friday with limited exceptions, will no longer have the ability to have in-person access with players, coaches, and referees. Plus, the staff will be banned from joining their clubs on road trips. As for the players who haven't received their boosters, they will be subject to game day testing again. And of course, none of this applies to LeBron. And the league will resolve, reserve to the right to impose additional testing on their respective teams as needed going forward. Ujiri announced he was he was among those who tested positive for the virus after he recently went to his charity event. In a statement from the team, Ujiri said, we don't want to live in fear of this virus, but COVID is a, a persistent enemy. Together, we'll defeat it. Of course, you know, they remind us about the bull situation. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah uh, they're trying to get a little bit more, especially on the booster side of it, mm-hmm. since, that, since it came out. Um, uh, yeah, hopefully, I mean, we could beat this, like they said, but uh, it's crazy right now. Yeah, it is. It's it's still here. I'd rather people want to accept it or not, you know. So we gotta be more yeah. responsible 
Um, I'm, I'm just saying in general sense, but um, far as yeah. the NBA, um, um, I, I mean, obviously the NBA is trying to save face and make, and they want to say, hey, look at what we're we gotta look at yeah, what we're doing right. for the virus, uh-huh. you know. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I did hear um, something about there because they might bring Kyrie Irving back. They're considering it at least because like mm. all, all the all the outbreaks that's been going on. Yeah, yeah. So um, well, I mean, you you have some of these players that I mean that are coming out saying that. You know, oh no, I didn't get, I didn't get the vaccine. Actually, you know, you see that, and then you're like, well, I mean, well, why is that stopping Kyrie? Then you letting these players. Obviously, they don't know that they said that they've actually got the shot, but they they don't, they actually did it. Yeah. So I guess in this case, maybe we're some people are saying like, well, then how come Kyrie can't play if you know these guys are playing without it? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. But I mean, it is he does play in New York, who's a very liberal, very like that kind of one of those kind of states. Yeah. So, uh, and there's a lot of states that are like that in the NBA, especially in California too. I was in California. So, uh, yeah, that, that won't let, let you fly by like that. Mm-hmm. Especially California right now is putting stricter rules on that. We're talking about masks and all that stuff again. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and the requirements for vaccines to go indoor places. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and it's hard. And I don't know how like, well, all these sports organizations are trying to go around that. You know, trying to make it happen. We try to see some sports and try to make sports happen. Exactly. Um, by the way, the Raptors just tied the Nets 117. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to be uh, it for us today. Uh, tune in next week. Oh, actually, who knows? I mean, the holidays are coming up. Oh, yeah. We might take a break sometime soon so we can enjoy our holidays. Uh, what, what is this? is not next week, is it? <laughs> oh, actually, is it, it is next week. <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, it is next week. Yeah. I haven't even uh, so done my Christmas song. <laughs> I haven't done my Christmas shopping yet. <laughs> and I shop online, so <laughs> I get to. Uh, uh, but uh, so we might take a little week off next week for that. So we could, uh, both Hodge and I and, and Phil can enjoy our holidays with our mm-hmm. with our families and stuff. Yeah. So uh, um, anyway, we only have fight night going on, but, you know, we'll post about it and stuff and uh so hopefully you guys enjoy your holidays. Uh, mm-hmm. Merry Christmas or and any holiday you, you celebrate. And um, we'll see you sooner. I mean, we'll probably see you the week during uh, before New Year's <laughs> for one last for one last episode. Oh, so I, I would talk to you about this, but I, I don't know if you remember, Hodge, when we used to do this show, we did a Sportsman of the Year award. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I'm down. We got to. Yeah. So we got to vote for one. We're gonna nominate okay. what we each gonna nominate one. We're gonna vote for it's gonna be a, a sportsman. It could be well, I, I should probably change the name to sports person of the year. Mm-hmm. It could also be a woman. Yeah. Um, and uh we're gonna vote one and uh it, it doesn't have to be it could just easily be a favorite <laughs> of the year, yeah. but obviously a very accomplished one, something that somebody that accomplished uh, either MVP that won this year or not. Um Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're gonna throw some names out there from every sport that mostly we know of. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously we don't talk about every sport. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so uh, from there we'll we'll vote on one. Yeah, I'm gonna be tempted not to say Cooper Cup. Oh man, or Matthew Stafford. Or, uh, you know what? How about Sean McVay? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> For that matter. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's gonna be it. You know what? I'm gonna go with Kawhi. You got to go with Kawhi. Exactly. <laughs> oh, how about LeBron? Oh, man. You had to go there. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm trying to leave off on the good spot, man. 
<laughs> okay, Cooper Cup. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, that is said. Uh, have, like we said, have a Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you again soon. <laughs>